You know, today is, what, the 11th of December when we're recording this? Yes, sir. I believe so. And this episode will come out on December 30th. I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Indeed. Yes. Um, However. Chanuka. Just to, to plant this seed for our listeners. Yeah, I like seeds. I cannot believe that the cliffhanger at the end of this chapter we will have to sit with until <laughs> next year. Yeah, that's a weird thought. Because we're, we're not going to record for a couple weeks. Yeah. We're banking these episodes yeah, this, up. This is, and this is such a... This is the line we're left on. There's uh, no hope for this book, is there, Sean? This is... Oh, man. It's just become a bigger and bigger joke. I mean, there was, again, in this chapter, moments where we both paused and looked at each other like, you in the same spot? We read this chapter at it's nearly sick. the exact same speed. Yeah, it was and th- impressive. This is, that's interesting. This is the first time happen. we've ever done this. We, we trade who go, who's ahead. Yeah. Like, it's not like I always finish, you know, I always read faster. Like, yeah, um, it's, it's like 90-10. That's with speed? 90-10, as in you're 90% finished first, and I'm 10% finished first. Okay. Yeah. But this one, we were, we were right there. We were right there. We were on 50-50. Sink, yeah. It was awesome. I like that. I feel smart. I feel smart. <laughs> you look smart. Dude, thank you. You smell smart. Hey, thanks, dude. It's this new smirt spray. I picked it up from the science store. Smirt. From, <laughs> from the scientific supply store. From the scientific supply store. There is a sentence in here, Sean, where... Leslie, I feel like someone made a bet where they're like, I bet you can't use at least six words that start with an S in one sentence. And he's like, yeah. Watch me. It'll make sense, too. <laughs> um, it made so much sense, I did not notice that. Exactly. I'm excited. Well, I'm excited this whole this chapter, I kept thinking, like, how many S words are? I don't know why, but I guess because always seeing the scientific specialty stores now, and I, I'm just like, how many words start with S's? In this entire chapter, there's a lot of them. You know the most popular letter in the English language is? Yeah. Me too. I don't. <laughs> Do you? Oh, I know. Uh, Muhammad? <laughs> <laughs> Hit me. Give me a fact. Uh, the letter E. E. is the most common letter in the English language. That makes sense. E for eek. Yeah. Yeah. Most common letter E. Yeah, think of a word without an E. You can't <laughs> think of. I was gonna say every single word. I think I just e. used. Yeah, yeah. Boom! The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. Oh, I like that. Do you know what that sentence is? Do you know why that's a sentence? No. That's the shortest possible sentence that uses every letter in the alphabet. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. Wow. Where do you learn this? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> where well, do you it, get this? I, I think it's less about where do you learn it and more about why don't I forget it. <laughs> yeah. That's the real question here with 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 Harold Morley from the Hamlin Company. Yes, absolutely. With Miss Benson. Yeah, with the uh with the Mr. plant Reed. on the uh Yeah, the 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 the, the flower pl- pot on the windowsill. Yeah, that's it. It's just staying there. It's yeah. just staying right there in my head. <laughs> it's a Kaufman. See, I remember Kaufman. 
I'll never we, forget we, Kaufman. We riffed hard on Kaufman. Yeah, Kaufman was it for me, dude. That's yeah. where I peaked. I peaked that, at Kaufman. Is that a Kaufman? I, I remember Harold Morley, too, but Kaufman is the one I'm always thinking about. You remember Harold Morley because I bring it up like every, every episode. Every other episode. Yeah, every maybe. episode. Every other I'm going to Morley count. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this was an interesting chapter. Yeah, there's a... Uh, I'm not as high on it as I was the previous one. No, I think the previous one was just a beautiful piece of art. Yeah, it was. It was some of like his best just writing. Just by itself. Yeah. Uh, and now, we get some interesting things in this one. Leslie uh, just, he gave up. But I will say, like, Leslie, in this point in, in his life, he's interested in facts. He's got some, like, if you're just joining us, knowledge book. Charles Leslie McFarland is the author of most of the original 24 books in this series. Yeah, he is our Franklin W. Dixon ghostwriter. Yes. and uh, uh, The originals, though, and they are changed drastically in these rewrites. Yes. Um, and Sean and, actually found a breakdown of who did the rewrites. It's yeah, fascinating. it's on, it's on uh, this deep dive website called <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, but we meet. We meet. When is with that going to go out of business? By the way, Wikipedia. I just donated six dollars or something. You like gave that. him money. Yeah, I give him money. I use Thank them all you. the time. Yeah, I use it all the time too. I ain't giving him no money because I know you're going to do it. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Thank I, you. For not I want to say that I was three of that six dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when actually, yeah, when Brett paid me six dollars <laughs> yeah. for two ads. Yeah, that, that went to Wikipedia. That's Wikipedia money. Yeah. Thank you. This episode brought to you by Wikipedia. Yeah, look at you us. Dude, we're doing our we're doing ours. I like we're doing I like to them. donate to, to things the... I use. Yeah? Yeah. Like uh Call of Duty Mobile. No, you don't. Came out. No, you don't. What? Don't tell me you donated to this. Keep going. Keep going. Let me finish. I'm not, I'm not judging. Call of Duty Mobile. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not judging you. Go. <laughs> He makes good deals. <laughs> Call of Duty Mobile. Call of Duty Mobile is Mobile. a free download. Yes. Gameplay is 100% free. Yes. Forever. End of story. Now, I've played it so much, and it's <laughs> Ronald Wagner's fault because he mentioned it to me. He's like, oh, it's a pretty good game. You should play it. Yeah. And it brought me out of my Call of Duty retirement. <laughs> which I had, which I had firmly and officially retired shortly yeah. after meeting Jesse. You put down the gun. Sold my Xbox. Uh, wow. Yeah, left. I used to play for like five, six hours a night. It's awesome. Yeah, it I was wish great. I could get like that, but I can't. It, I, I was attention span just can't last. I was playing with friends. Yeah, uh, like my college friends and stuff. After we had all graduated, and so like it was just like a conference call every night. Like we wear the headsets and we were just talking. We weren't serious about the game. We were just hanging out. Chilling yeah. on headsets. Yeah. Living the good life. That's fun. Um, but I had stopped playing. Yeah. And uh, then I started playing this mobile version, and I expected it. Like every other game, like first-person shooter game I've tried on the, the phones, I expected it to be awful. And somehow it's a very, very dangerously playable game. I've heard a lot of buzz. Uh, heard good most things. Most of it from me. I well, yeah. We've talked about it several yeah. times. <laughs> but... It's free. And after a while, I was like, I'm getting a lot out of this. There's no ads. Like, I want to support the developers to continue to update this. I want it to be worth it for them. I know there's server costs. There's all this stuff to keeping this game going. And so it's not a donation, but in the game, you can, like, pay money 
to like get a different backpack or no. stuff. It doesn't actually help your game, but you don't like get access to better weapons. Yeah. You can just have your weapon be you like You can customize your Yeah. Your and so for the holiday or... season, I I paid real life money yeah. to have a backpack that looks like it has Christmas lights on it well, that my little guy wears as he runs around on the map. I mean, that's completely practical, especially if you're a sniper and you're trying to hide in bushes. Who wouldn't want to look like a Christmas tree? Exactly. I was like, that's not a and person. No going to shoot a that's Christmas tree. That's a decorated tree. bush. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There could be presents there. You get yeah, it. Yeah, I get it. I know your strategy, dog. So it's not a donation per se. Yeah. But I I put some money. I did not need this or want this. <laughs> I was like, I, I want to give five bucks to this. I'm getting my mileage out of it. I can. They can have my $5. So Wikipedia is the same thing. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. No judgments, no judgments. Yeah, if there's like a podcast you really like and they've got a, a Patreon. I mean, I completely get behind things like this. Guys, like, if there's things that you use and you listen to or you like, you should always donate. I myself like to donate to things like Wikipedia. I also like to go to websites that have 1999 deals. That's good. 1999 deals. I'm talking shirts. I'm talking mugs. I'm talking posters. What else am I talking? I'm talking hoodies. Pillows. Pillows. Ooh, what kind of pillows are we talking? We're talking about throw pillows with inspirational quotes about becoming a good detective. The motto of a good detective on a pillow for you. Oh, my goodness gracious. And I can just have this in my home? You can just have that in your home. On any given couch? Any given What's couch. What's this going to Is my couch going to become an expert in sleuthing? <laughs> Will <laughs> I find more and more nickels as I dive through those couch cushions? John, <laughs> tell the folks at home what they get. <laughs> what did this just become? I don't know. I feel like this is a really... Uh, it's not really a late night infomercial because I don't really know what voice this one is. This is a tell the folks at home what they win. That's you ever seen more the, like a Jeopardy. You ever seen the broom shakalaka? Yeah, it's one of my oh, favorite yeah, things sure, in the world. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get his daughter back. <laughs> I'm Danny Baffa, amateur riddle writer, writer <laughs> former father, and inventor of the broom shakalaka. <laughs> <laughs> former father is the funniest thing. Is uh, it safe? I, of course it's yeah. safe. As a former father, I know the importance of safety. <laughs> As a former father myself. What do they call it? The Swiss, the Swiss army knife of brooms? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's amazing. It's, I don't know how those dudes come up with that. They are just weird. Yeah. They're weird people. Yeah. Those, uh, that whole Brett sent adult... me one about cups. Did you see this cups one? I did not see the cups about one. About the importance of cups, and if you don't end up using a cup for your drinking water, you're going to end up dead by like some strange dehydrated frog person it's no. weird i'll send you this okay i'll send you a link to this maybe we'll post it somewhere yeah maybe you'll get the cups guys cups hardy and sons we uh, have mugs well without further ado chapter, chapter four four, four. <laughs> oh man we saw a v and i jumped the gun yeah Chapter, Chapter four, four the, the shadowy, shadowy visitor. visitor, which I'm starting to know, like, anytime we see a chapter name, this is how it's going to end, which I should have known. We've known for a while. That's how these rewrites but, are, but then our guard was down after doing the, well, uh, yeah, the original. Guards. Yeah, we're supposed to be guards. <laughs> we're supposed to be guards, <laughs> and be guards. guards are down. Uh, so, yeah, here we go. Take us into the shadowy visitor, Sean. Um, so the first scene is just so when we last left them, they had just gotten to Bayport to go to the store, the scientific supply store, and then they see the guy, the stocky guy with the sharp yeah. nose, yeah, that uh, big old oversized sunglasses that shoved a counterfeit bill to Chet, yeah, 
Um, I don't know if you know about shoving. <laughs> I know a lot we'll about shoving. We'll get to shoving. Uh, but so they're, they're they're chasing him down the street. They break into a run, but they get stopped at a red traffic light. And I have to wonder how far have we deviated from the original at this point? Because there definitely was not a traffic light in no. 1929. No, not one bit. There was, was no traffic in 1929. Yeah, this thing is like... There was uh, four cars. It was the longest red light. Uh, oh, the street was congested with vehicles, and it was impossible for the boys to get across. So they're just waiting at this red traffic light. Yeah. When it clears, they run to the other side, and this the dude's gone. They yeah. Can't, they can't find this stocky gentleman anywhere. They're smelling around for the smell of stock. <laughs> and yet, it eludes even Chet. Um, disappointed, Frank and Joe went back to Chet, who had stopped to catch his breath. Of course. Leave this dude alone. Yeah. Jesus. It's not Poor fair. Chet, man. Every time. He's slipping on rocks, dropping his microscope that he just bought. He's a bumbling idiot. He's a fat guy who can't breathe. <laughs> Give him a break. Give him a break. A little stocky boy. Uh, uh, so. Oh, yeah. So then they start to say, like, I have a hunch that the man who uh, passed that bogus $20 bill to Chet knew it was a counterfeit. And that <laughs> last second dash to the train was just a gimmick to make a fast getaway. But his showing up here in Bayport a couple hours after he took the train out of town is mighty peculiar. And that's what I was saying last yeah. episode. Yeah, why is he coming back? Yeah. Just a circular train, I'm telling you. It's yeah. just a mall train. And thanks to the preview at the beginning of this book, we are keen to it and looking for it, and the <laughs> mystery is ruined. It is ruined. It is ruined. I'm talking about the ruins. Uh, Joe and Chet agreed. He probably gone off in Bridgeport, Frank went on. That's the nearest big town. Uh, here's our six six words with S's. You ready for this? Yeah. Oh, now I see it. As the boys walked back towards the scientific specialty stores, they speculated about the source of the supply of bogus money. Yeah, that's a mouthful. It's like, why stop at six? <laughs> yeah, you could have done more. You could have done way more. Um, so then they start saying, like, maybe they're making the bills in Bridgeport, or maybe they're making them in Bayport. One yeah. of the ports, Bridge or Bay. See. <laughs> uh, uh, and then we get this strange, like... This is my favorite. What? Chet? Yeah. Uh, Frank shrugged. Could be. I hope no more counterfeit bills are passed in Bayport. There probably will be, Chet said ruefully, if this town is full of easy marks like me. Chet reached into his jacket pocket and removed a noose. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, oh, Chet! I underlined huh? in the last in the last chapter. Uh, there was something with uh, Mister Morton when his face darkened and he got serious. That's a strange expression. <laughs> Your face doesn't darken when you when you get worried or anything like that. I guess it's just like I'm when mad. you get angry, you turn yeah. red. But yeah, sometimes yeah, like you yeah. get dark red. Yeah, you can go pale white as well. Why? Why wouldn't you go dark as well? And I just imagine he's turning blue suddenly, like a lizard. Like Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Stop holding your breath. I'm getting serious. <laughs> this face you see right here. <laughs> this is Chet's mom again. Yeah. This I is knew we my going serious back to this face. face. <laughs> uh, 
Well, let's keep a sharp lookout for that fake money passer from now on. And any other clues to the counterfeit ring? Says Joe. Who knows, Chet put in. It could turn out to be your next case. And I wrote, nope, (laughs) not the title. The title is about the mill. Yeah. Not the case of the counterfeiters. Yeah. I don't know what they're going for in this book right now, man. This is insanity. We're 30 pages in. Oh, my God. Huh. Huh. Oh, my God. Yes. There's an ad in the back of my book. Wait. Oh, my God. No, there's not. Wait, what? For Jurassic Park The Ride. <laughs> we have the same book. Why doesn't mine have the Jurassic Park? And I can save up to $24. Take this certificate to Universal Studios Hollywood box office, and we'll take $4 off each admission for up to six people in your party. This discount cannot be combined with any other offer or with per capita sightseeing tours. Not valid for separately ticketed events. Distribution of this certificate on UH, USH, uh, Universal Studios Hollywood, property is prohibited, not for sale, offer valid through 53197. Speed code 777. When, when was your book reprinted? My book was printed in 1959. <laughs> <laughs> Back oh. to the Jurassic Park. Oh, my God. Wait, are your skin tones less vibrant than mine on your book, too? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to... Look at this. I'm trying to see here. Look how colorful my book is compared yeah. to yours. It's the same drawing, but mine are... Uh... I'm bummed, dude. I want that Jurassic this Park. Says, I'm not going to be able to stop I don't have a printing... That. Oh, 1996 printing, it says. So this book huh. was printed in 1996. Interesting. A year, a year before Jurassic Park the Ride came out. Cuz it's in 97. No, this this expires in 97. But, oh. but at the time of printing, this Jurassic Park the Ride ad does say coming summer 96. 96. Okay. So this must have been printed in spring 96. Man. I wonder if that's still valid. Wow. What wow. What wow. Uh, so the boys go down, uh, they pay off Mr. Reed, and they drive down to Bayport Police Headquarters, and Chet decides to take his microscope into the headquarters, <laughs> of course, because he wants to show Chief Ezra Kallig. The keen-eyed, robust officer was an old friend of Fenton Hardy and his sons. Many times, the four had cooperated on cases. No. Yeah, I was just <laughs> thinking about reading the original book, too, and it's like, the fat, lazy, <laughs> if the two of them together had enough wits for half a brain. Yeah. Like, it was so derogatory and so rude. These boys were playing And they were checkers. also, Chief Colleague was fat. Yeah, disgusting. They like, just said straight up, like, the fat... <laughs> sweaty <laughs> asshole of a man. Excuse my language. There's a reason he's a pig. Oh, this, this episode's going to have to get marked as explicit. Is it explicit? Yeah. I said the yeah. A word. You did say the A word. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you've cursed more than me on this podcast. Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I did write the SH word in the margin later, and I was thinking about Shaft. saying it. <laughs> Shape. Ah. Shake. So close. <laughs> Hot to ta ta ta. Hot to ta ta ta. Uh, so yes. in, in the fifties, we now uh, not only did they love the 
the fit. I'll, I'll be robust officer, keen-eyed, uh, not lazy, fat, and stupid. <laughs> um, but beyond that, sit down, the chief said cordially. I can see you boys have something special on your minds. Another mystery? Ooh. He's so nice. He is. He's, He's so nice. nice. He's patient. And in fact, what police station are these boys walking into where the chief is just like, ooh. Well, in the first book, there was a guy... He, oh, like, he right. interrupted. He was, yeah. He's saying like, and then he pulled out a gun. Hang on a second. Yeah. Hello, high schoolers. <laughs> what a strange world they live in. This is like the Truman Show. Um, but and then even furthermore, Chief Kallig leaned forward expectantly in his chair after he asked them another mystery, and so they they start to explain what happened. Um, and I started thinking a lot. We've been talking about police squad. Yeah. And we had talked about Johnny, but now I feel like we're borderline. I can't think of the the character's name, but every time they go to the police station, Mm. there's that scientist guy. Yeah. Who's, A, like a weird old pervert. They have that bit going (laughs) where he's like hitting on kids. But um, aside from that weird element of it, he like always has some weird experiment that he's doing. And like there's always beakers bubbling and flasks full of colorful liquid. And he's like... He's dusting off like a dinosaur footprint, and he's like, "Oh, Frank, come on in." Like, like they go to another part of the lab. Um, that's what I'm starting to get here with like Chet coming in with his telescope and this, like, "Hey, why don't we get a look at that dollar bill under the telescope?" Yeah, which they they do here, and we get some weird flower pots. We get a lot of weird flower pots. This this whole thing gets really strange. Um. But but before we get there, Chief Kallig explains, like, officially that there's a whole counterfeiting thing going on right now. And this yeah. is not the first case that they've heard of. And they're aware of it, and the Secret Service is aware of it. Yeah. And they're just... Actually, the Secret Service alerted us to watch for those $20 bills, mm. Chief Kallig. What is the secret... Isn't the Secret Service just protecting the president? the president? Yeah. Is... I, was, I thought, what jurisdiction does the Secret Service have? I mean, I guess because it's dealing with money and... Unless people keep, like... Like, the president is trying to, like, I'm selling my apple pies for $20. He keeps getting these counterfeit 20s. (laughs) Come on! (laughs) Confound it. These are not Secret Service, step in. Uh, My lemon meringue! I don't know where I was going with that. That's a good pie. Yeah, it's one of the best pies, let's be honest. Uh... But yes, I, I would imagine this would fall under the jurisdiction of the FBI. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a lawman. Okay? Yeah. This definitely sounds like the Secret Service is uh, not not the best fit for yeah. this. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, I think the Coast Guard would oh, yeah, be more appropriate. Yeah, I'd call them the Coast Guardsmen way, way before yeah, I'd call Chief them Petty the Secret Service. Yeah, Chief Brown ought to hop in here. <laughs> You'll never forget that name. Uh, uh, me, 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 me. And Bertram. Bertram, dude. That's a sweet name, actually. His name should have been Bert Bertram. Uh, it may have been. I don't know that we got his first name. We got a couple weird first names coming up. We do? It's down the line. Yeah. We learned some names. Oh, we do we learn some, some characters. We get some weird names. We'll three, get... three books in, we start to... F- we learn who... We learn that Chet is Chester. Yeah. Which, after a little bit of research, that's pretty common. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you looked into Chester, that. Chester, Chet. Um, Chet Chester. So uh, so they're saying, like, this guy that we followed around, and Chief Collins like, yep, yeah, we've heard descriptions of that guy for sure. Like, he's definitely... 
Yeah, uh, he's a slippery one. He uh, he sounds like he wears he wears a different outfit each time he shoves a bill. Shoves? Echo chat. A shover or passer is a professional term for people who pass counterfeit money. Chief colleague explained. He rubbed the bogus bill between his fingers. This is a clever forgery, he said. Let's see what it looks like under your microscope, Chet. Okay, Leslie. And that's the part that sounded like uh, like the police squad. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I thought like, guy. all right, Leslie, we get it. You spent the weekend watching NWR's Pusher Trilogy, and now you want to push your knowledge onto us about how to push drugs and make counterfeits. I haven't seen the NWR. What oh, was that? The Pusher Trilogy? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, well, it's great. I'm sure it is. It's fantastic. Like every other movie you recommend. <laughs> What's a bad movie? Tell me a bad I feel like every movie that comes up, you're like, ah, oh, it's a great movie. Bad movie. What's a bad movie? I only have uh, one Detective that I Detective Pikachu think of. was a bad movie. Okay. Uh, Miami Vice with Colin. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty bad movie. There's nothing enjoyable about it. That's what makes a bad movie. I love bad movies if I have a good time. Yeah. If I'm not having a good time and I'm just bored the entire time and it's a pathetically made film, that's a bad movie. That's Detective Pikachu. Miami Vice should have been made in the mold of the Bad Boys movies. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a given. And instead, it wasn't. No. Instead, it was just bad. Yeah. I mean, Michael Mann has never done bad before, but now he did bad. That was Michael Mann? That was Michael Mann, dude. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's coming up. (laughs) That's good stuff. How far do you think we're into this episode? Uh, 38 minutes. Oh, David. 25. I'm pretty close, though. Relax. I will not relax. Stretch it out. I'm stretching. I'm stretching. Okay, so we just got our shover or passer. Yeah, and so they they, uh, they get out this microscope, and they start to look at it, and we get the weirdest... I couldn't follow half of this. I, I'm like, I, what's going on? I reread it twice. <laughs> I did, too. And maybe that's why we ended up at the same spot. But, oh, uh, I, mean, see what I, I, I did there? Yeah, I, I see what you <laughs> did there. You right under that. Well, I reread bus. it three times. <laughs> I, read I reread it, it three times. Eight times. You didn't do eight. You can't even count past four. Uh, <laughs> it took him a minute to rig and focus the microscope. I mean, yeah, that's, and that's as one the does. whole sentence on <laughs> setting up a microscope. And I just wondered, like. If the the author had written six pages of how to set up a microscope and the editor's like, no, 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 just say like it takes a minute. He's like, you need to cut down the chapter. He's like, I just don't see where I can do that. There's no places to cut. Well, how about these four pages about attaching the illuminator? How are the kids going to learn, Chuck? How are the kids going to learn? No one cares about microscopes. You've already explained to us about the shovers and the passers. <laughs> Do you want to lose that? It's crucial. You already told us about the pushers. Passers. <laughs> passers, Steve. <laughs> My name's Chuck. I don't know anymore. Oh, I thought you were going for the same reference I was going for there. What'd you do? Uh, all right, we should have fake names. Oh, uh, I want to be Steve. I'll be Carl. <laughs> Kyle. I'll, I'll be Kyle. <laughs> I want to be Steve. You're Carl. Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to wake Diane. <laughs> what is Stealing, Harvard Stealing Harvard is such a classic film. I remember seeing it in theaters and thinking, like, this is one of the best films I've ever seen. See, I guess I incriminate myself because when I push back on you for, like, no, I haven't seen X movie, you know, whatever yeah. it is. And then I'm pulling out <laughs> yeah, quotes I, from Stealing Harvard. I am very impressed with you doing that. Kyle! <laughs> Tom Green's 
I'll, truthfully, fine as performance. I loved how he looked in that movie. We don't need to have fake names. I'll be Kyle. <laughs> okay, I'll be Steve. I want to be Steve. Steve. You're Carl. Carl. Kyle. I met this really cool guy in high school named Kyle. That was his whole thing. It was a cool dude from uh, from <laughs> high school because I guess he hooked up with some female that he liked. Oh, Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Um. So uh, they're, they're, they're starting to... Then, under Chief Colleague's direction, the boys scrutinized <laughs> the faults in the bill. Look at the serial number. The chief pointed out, that's the large, colored group of numbers that appears on the upper right and lower left portions of the bill. Yeah, I'm following. Okay, Fair. yeah. Um, as the boys peered at the number, Chief Colleague made some quick calculations on his desk pad. Divide the serial number by six, he went on, and in this case, the remainder is two. Strange. When the boys look puzzled, looked puzzled, the chief smiled. On the upper left portion of the note, you'll see a small letter, one that is not followed by a number. That's the check letter, and in this case, it's B. Well, yeah, it's always B. Of course it's going to be B. The boys listened as chief colleague further explained... If the letter B corresponds to the remainder 2 after you have done the division, it means the bill is either genuine or a careful fake. The same way with the remainder 1, the check letter would be A or G, and with the remainder 3, the check letter C or I, and so on. Wow. Some arithmetic, Chet remarked. And this is where I wrote in the, in the margin the SH word, which is like... I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna clean it up here, but this is where like <laughs> the the treasury is just like well shoot. <laughs> yeah. There goes our whole counterfeit thanks yeah. thanks, Hardy Boys. Now we have to make Bye, new Joe. letters. Yeah. Could have just laid out how to counterfeit bills. Yeah. <laughs> this so, started a revolution in uh, in counterfeiting. This like I want to counterfeit bills now. Now they know author, how to do it. Yeah, just the divide author everything, is make it equal to two. Yeah, divide it by six. Make sure you add a G yeah. or something or an I. Where's my wallet? Perhaps an A or a C. Are you going to check this logic? See if it's true. Yeah, if it if it holds up. Yeah, check the, the check letters. On a live podcast, I'm going to have to do math. Yeah, you can I'm do math. Have to though. divide something by six. I have okay. a calculator, Sean. Now, the check letter is an H. Is an H. Now, yeah. Sean, I don't... What does that mean? We don't... We don't have an H. It's not an A, a G, or a C, or an I? No, so a 1 would be an A or a G. A 2 would be a B or an H. I don't see the H. I uh, know, I'm feeling... They don't say it. Yo, so, you're just guessing. I'm not guessing. But if you if you do the numbers, A B C D E F G, yeah, it's seven. Or A B C D E F, uh, and then G is six. Yeah. So you can't have a remainder of six; it carries over. So they're saying, uh, the ch- if the remainder is one, the check letter would be one or G, A or G, which in a <laughs> yeah, which in a base six system is one. Say that again. Because G is the sixth letter. So you've got one through six. <laughs> that was a good joke. You you totally messed out on it. What was it? A or G. <laughs> yeah. A, a or G. 
<laughs> just like and historic. Like dollar dollar be... bills, AORG. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get you. I'm following you. Get those so, remainders. So with an H, it should be a two. Yeah. Okay. So we're just gonna. So hop the out bigger the phone bills, here. it's A or G. And we're gonna we're gonna divide this. Uh, if this <laughs> if this has a remainder of two, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna lose it. Let's see. Seven six seven five zero zero four two divided by six. No oh, man. We're way off, aren't we? That can't be right. What's this say? No, I guess it is. I feel like you're just yeah. gonna type two into your phone. No, like, it's so clear. So the problem is it's it's point seven, which is not a remainder of two. Yeah. So this is all wrong. Yeah, he's just making stuff like up at this remainder, point. Like it'd be point three three would be. This is a remainder of essentially four. Yeah. Huh. And and it's an H. <laughs> and I'm so sad. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted this. I wanted this to be. Well, you know what? Different bills, different times. You know, I never would have told you that there's a small letter H in the upper right hand corner of a bill. Or oh, yeah, like I didn't know that. there was a a letter that just. I knew there was a serial number. I didn't know that there was also just a letter. Eight one, dude. This bill has steak sauce. Um. Nice. So, anyways, we're. Uh, <laughs> uh. So. They continue. Upsetting. Upsetting. Uh, so this counterfeit does match up with that divided by that six logic, yeah. remainder test. So how are they going to tell if, if these are fakes or real? I don't know. Also, if you're making counterfeit money, couldn't you just pick a serial number that is like on a real bill? Like why randomly make up a number? Yeah, if just get a bunch of other 20s. Yeah, and yeah. Just copy down the same number. Yeah, there's no computers or anything that's tracing this so that it's solely the single yeah, number. There's no, Science hasn't been invented yet. No. Chet hasn't invented <laughs> yeah. science yet at Elkton, at the Elks Lodge. Uh, so, so they keep going. It's like, okay, so in this case, the test of the divisional check indicates the bill is genuine. Exactly, Chief Colleg said. And the portrait of Jackson is good. The border, sometimes called lathe or scroll work, is excellent. Thank you. Uh, but chief, said Joe, puzzled, everything you've mentioned point towards the bills being the real thing. That's right. However, you'll see through the microscope that the lines in the portrait are slightly grayish, and the red and blue fibers running through the banknote have been simulated with colored ink. Yeah, I learned a little bit about that in Rush Hour too. Who's <laughs> 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 a fake one? You see how it burns. Don Cheadle gets really upset. He sells his lunch money from the third grade. Is this all in Rush Hour 2? It's all Rush Hour 2, baby. Oh, man. The best of the best. You won't find a better movie than Rush Hour 2. You won't find better bloopers than Rush Hour 2. I'll say it again and again and again and again. I don't know. We watch a lot of Jake and Amir bloopers right before we record. They're not bad, but I'm telling you, once you see the uh, Rush Hour 2 bloopers, it sets the uh, standard pretty high. I have a two-to-one macro lens that I took a picture of a check with today. <laughs> and the uh, the line under my signature, yeah, is like tiny words. It's not actually a line. Wait, what? Yeah, on a check. That's not a line that I sign. Right, it's tiny, tiny words. Well, that's just crime. It's tiny, tiny, tiny words. Huh? I've yeah. never had the time. 
to check the line. Oh. I'm not doing rhyme. I know. Yeah. If you would, you would really start to shine. Oh, come not on. Great. Don't bask me not with that slime. But yeah, so money still has like the blue and red threads in it. Yeah. You're saying that those were printed. Did you know that every printer, every printer, do you have a printer? Oh, yeah. Your printer. Yeah. My printer. Yeah. They all have a different code that is burned into them in some way that anything that they print, this code is barely in it in certain magical ways. So and it is. the paper. What? You can track the paper. For counterfeiting purposes. Oh, my God. You can. God. You can track the paper through the printer. That makes sense. I believe you. The files are, are in, in the, the computer. computer. Where do you find this? I'll, I'll show what you. What are you I'll looking show you up? The break. The... <laughs> I'll show you during the break. Who knows the as much about printers? <laughs> uh, My goodness. I know. I learn. I learn a lot on this podcast about myself, about printers, about water boilers. <laughs> about dissolved solids in tap about, water? Yeah. Uh, about arithmetic? So they, uh, so, and this, so they're, they're finishing looking at it. Oh, yeah. And, they're... and then Chief Colleague snapped off the light in Chet's microscope and pulled the bill out from under the clips that were holding it in place. And this was one where Leslie got real excited. He's like, okay, they left in. One of my details about how microscopes work. Yeah, they took out the four pages, too. but yeah, there's. Clips. I got a little bit in there. There's clips. Yeah, yeah. There, there was definitely a paragraph that was like, he lifted the two clips that would hold the bill <laughs> in place so that it wouldn't slide around while looking through the high powered lens. All that got taken out, but this little part at the end of like, yeah, and he took it out from under the clips. Yeah, you darn tootin' my clips stayed in there. Leslie like is holding that line up to Sheila, like, <laughs> pointing at it. Like, See, they kept it. They kept the clip line. They, I knew they keep the clips. They, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? They when tried I wrote that to line? cut it all, but I snuck one in. <laughs> Not just one, but two clips. Put the clips on me. <laughs> clip me, Sheila. Clip me like you used to. <laughs> Where have we gone? <laughs> <laughs> we should record this late at night every time. I know we are this getting is, uh, this is some highlights. I stuff. love it. Uh, so okay, now now he gets a bit strange. So he takes the bill. Colic takes the bill. Looks at the boys. Now feel the difference in the paper quality. He directed. Okay, you're gonna rub some paper. I get you. I'm with you. Rub that paper. Frank did so and could immediately tell that the forged bill was much rougher and thicker than the genuine one. Then the chief's telephone rang. And I thought just then, just then, the, t- the, the, chief's, the chief's telephone, telephone rang. rang. How many times in the police office is this how they get us out of the scene? Yeah, that's true. Every, Every time. time something's happening, it's always, oh, yeah, and then the, the phone rang unexpectedly. Sorry, I have to take this. Uh, oh, boys, one minute, I please. Need to go. And you never hear what's on the other line. It's never anything of importance. It's you know what it is? It's, it's an it's, ongoing bit. It's a no, joke. Well, it's somebody across the station that he's winked at yeah. calling him and like, oh, chief. You need to get out of talking to those high schoolers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is emergency. Uh, yeah, I'll be right thank there. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, I, Hello? we're on yes? our way. Is this the secret service men? Hello, Mister Secret. <laughs> I must go out on a call, boys. Thanks for bringing in this bill. 
If you come across any others like it or clues that might help the police, let me know. You know what it is? Chief Collie was lying. That wasn't a counterfeit. That was a good, fresh, clean $20 <laughs> bill. He just robbed these boys. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I hang on to this? Suckers! <laughs> I'm keeping the microscope. <laughs> That's evidence now. Uh, I just thought it was weird for the chief of police to say, uh, thanks for bringing in the bill. If you come across any others like it or clues that might help the police, let me know. I'm like, you... You are the police. the police. You should say clues that could help us. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't speak about the so police So at this moment, you person. feel like Chief Collick really isn't a police officer, that he was a prisoner that somehow escaped from his cell, oh killed my God. the real chief oh of police. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. I figured it out. No, you didn't. What'd I you did. Get? What do you have? I did. What do you have? The stocky man <laughs> oh God. is in disguise as Chief Colleague yeah. and just did this whole thing <laughs> and like, let me borrow a genuine bill from you boys and really takes their money, gives them back the fake, does this whole charade about <laughs> like math that. or something. And uh, and then the one time he slips up is here at the end when he's like, if you have any other clues that could help the police, I mean me. me? <laughs> Wait a second, Chief. Your mustache is drooping. It's not, <laughs> your mole. It it switched sides. Your hump. Your hump. It switched sides. What hump? What hump? <laughs> God, young Frankenstein. What a great film. I was that that actor. It's a tragic story. Um, Marty I, Feldman. I, Marty Feldman. Yeah, yeah. He was a very handsome man and then he got to an accident and that's what essentially turned him into what he looked like in the end bugged his eyes and uh yeah you're saying he's not handsome <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that he turned into a i'm saying beauty's in the eye of the beholder and that's very rude of you to judge his appearance that's what i'm saying let's move on I'm shall sorry. we i'm sorry he is a very wow. handsome man wow. i love bugged eyes i do wow. i really do it's a sad i'm just i'm just saying you know what you're right it's not a sad he's happy with how he looks Thank you. And I shouldn't say it's sad. I shouldn't feel bad Thank for the you. man. Okay? You're right. Thank you. You make me better. Proceed. Chief Collier <laughs> rose from his desk, and the boys walked out of the building with him. On his way, Joe said, I wonder if Oscar Smuff has heard of the counterfeiting racket and is uh, working on it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, surprised. be surprised. The chief sighed. That fellow will never give up. Uh, that fellow was once your trusted sidekick, Chief. Yeah. Stop being a jerk I mean, to him. You're an idiot, too. So the boys did not mention their encounter with Smuff earlier in the afternoon, but excuse me, you're excused. You're but they were fairly him. certain that Oscar Smuff had trailed the man because he was a stranger in town and been carrying a suitcase, and he undoubtedly had jumped to the conclusion that the suitcase was filled with counterfeit money. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um. So let's. So now they're going to go meet Dad at the train station. Yeah. Let's take a break. Oh, a little sponsored advertisement. A little sponsored advertisement. Yes. And uh, I just uh, paid $129 to renew the website today. Oh. So uh, recouping some of this sweet, sweet, sweet ad cash. Yeah. I sent you a screenshot. I know. We've already made 86 cents. 86? 86 cents. Oh, and we've been on the site for only what? One season. One season. Like six episodes. Six episodes. Been... Six episodes. 89 cents. Yeah. That's a month and two weeks, guys. It's a month and a half. Yeah. 89 cents. sweet, sweet, sweet gravy train, <laughs> yeah. baby. 
Thank Gravy you Train T-shirt. It's coming yeah. back. We 1999. We don't need a Patreon anymore. We're making all this shit Sweet, up. sweet, sweet anchor cash, <laughs> baby. <laughs> and with that, the boys took a break. So we just watched a video from the YouTube channel Half as Interesting. Yes, we did. Called Your Printer Works for the Government. And it explains that printers use tiny, tiny yellow dots. Yeah. That they're printing all over your page that basically explain when and where it was printed. Yeah. Like the date and the serial number of your printer and the time is all encoded multiple times With on the every single sheet. With layer of binary code that no one knows what it is. Yeah. With a with Which, a base seven that? system. Yeah. We don't know what the 15th digit is. No one knows what it is. But yeah, 150 times it's put onto your printed piece of paper and tiny yellow lights that are yellow dots that you can only see with LED lights. Fascinating. Yeah. For 20 years, no one noticed this. And so it helped the FBI catch a whole bunch of counterfeiters. Which I'm curious. Because you could look at a thing that was printed. Yeah. And say, oh, this was printed on this date at this time. Uh, from this serial number, and they could trace that back through. Uh, who bought that? Who uh, bought it? Yeah, you know where it was sold. My God, all that sort of stuff. The database. But it makes Let's me see. wonder. So you were saying right before we started recording, which is why I started recording. You want to go get a, a piece of paper when you get home and a magnifying glass yeah. and look for these yellow dots. Oh yeah, I want to look for these yellow dots. Um, I wonder if our books, which were also Whoa. printed, yeah, have. That or if that's just a laser printer thing, okay, yeah, because that that begs the question of what about photo printed photos as well, like uh, artwork, printed artwork, or these photos that you have around uh, your room, those are printed on a printer, yeah. Are there little yellow dots in there? Is this like the number 23 where we're just going to start seeing little yellow dots and everything? Oh my god, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that actually. It's almost like bug, too, it's an aphid, it's an aphid. Michael Shannon. It's a William Friedkin film. It's got Ashley Judd. Michael Shannon came out in 2007. You're all alone, man. I got nothing for okay. you. Okay. It's a great film. You should okay. check it out. Uh, but, yeah, we, we learned about how uh, they catch counterfeiters in the modern era. Yeah. But, but how do they do it? I'm in curious. The 50s. I'm curious of how they printed these in the 50s. Like, you needed a printing press. You needed, Yeah, like, I know. This has to be a huge operation. Yeah, massive. Like, you'd have to be, like, some sort of company that makes, like, instruments for space, for space missiles, missiles or something yeah. like that I know. to That's, have I'm the access the to, to do something like this. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it's almost like, imagine one of the Hardy Boys' friends, like, decided, I randomly want to be a scientist, so I'm going to get a job at this place because I'm slightly interested in microscopes, and I'm going to get that job, and then I'm going to somehow stumble upon what's going on. Maybe I find this printing press, or maybe I find this $20 bill on the floor within the facility, and then I look at the $20 bill, and I feel it, and it it feels rougher and tougher, and the stock is different. And then I go talk to my friends who are living over in the grist mill, and I find (laughs) that they've got a printing press over there. Yeah, There's a good chance we just finished this this book. Yeah. We definitely solved this. Uh, so, if we're going to meet Dad's train, we better get started. And the three boys climbed in the jalopy and drove off. They arrived at the train station just as the four o'clock train was coming to a halt. Oh, I wonder if Dad's going to be on that train, John. What do you think? 
I think he is, but if he is on the train, you know what he's going to have to do. What's he going to have to do? He's going to have to alight. <laughs> and sure enough, a moment later, they spotted Mr. Hardy alighting from the rear car. Oh, my God. What is God. with this word? I don't know. Four times There's now. There's certain words that authors love. I'm reading a book called Strong Boy right now, and I forget the word that he always uses, but every single chapter uses the same word. I'm like, I get it, Chris. What's your word? What's my word that I always yeah. use? Well, I don't know. Hell yeah. I say like, hell yeah a lot. You say darn tootin' a lot. I love darn tootin', dude. Yeah. Darn tootin'. Yeah. I, I say, do. I've been saying by Jove recently, too. Because I'm someone who over-explains things and always adds context, yeah. I end up using the expression by contrast quite a bit. Oh. Like, I, oh, yeah, look I'll explain that. something... And then I'll say, you know, like, and by contrast, yeah. something else, a different, even longer story. You know what I'm happy about? What are you happy about? I'm happy that my word isn't um, actually. Yeah. 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 We should make a spoof to love actually called um, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Where people are almost falling in love. Yeah. They're like getting really annoyed with each other yeah. afterwards. You know what? Actually, I don't think it's going to work out. I love you so much. Just like. Just like Romeo and Julia. Um, actually, it's Romeo and Juliet. Never mind. Never Bye, mind. Felicia. I'm leaving. <laughs> Gonna go hang out with my with my brother. Ooh, like a Frank and Joe kind of relationship? No, I, that's in. Uh, oh, I, Laura I get Linney is uh, about to. Yeah. Sleep with that like yeah, yeah. It... bonkers handsome dude. Yeah. And then uh, he answers the phone. She shouldn't have answered the phone, but she answered the phone. <laughs> you free, never answer the free phone. Free as a bird. Don't, don't be like Chief Colleague. Don't answer the phone. <laughs> do not do it. Do not do it. So yeah, uh, dad's there, alighted. Yeah, that's there on fire. <laughs> Fenton Hardy, a tall, distinguished looking man, mm. smiled broadly. I appreciate this special reception and a ride home, too, he added. Oh, I missed that voice. Chet's jalopy in the lot. Right this way, sir, Chet grinned. Joe took his father's suitcase, and everyone went to the car. Uh, and as they rode along, the boys gave Mr. Hardy an account of the afternoon's exciting events. Mm. Um, the weirdly... So the detective listened intently. In conclusion, Frank said, Dad, does your new case have anything to do with the counterfeiting ring? Mr. Hardy did not answer for a moment. His mind seemed to be focused on another matter. Finally, he said, no, but I'll be glad to help you boys track down any clues to these counterfeiters. I have a feeling you'll be on the lookout for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Duh. that's what taking a case is. I'm also like, when they asked, like, Dad, does this have anything to do with your case? And when he answered no, I was just like, yes. I really don't want to know what your case is about, Fenton. I don't want another case. I want them to solve this one. I don't like what's going on. Well, to me. What's this going to pick up? To me, my guess is they are absolutely linked. Oh, they're going to be connected, yeah. no doubt about it. But we're going to have to learn about his and, and case I just thought this for was like, like 80 pages. This is like the worst lying dad thing of like, dad, did you surprise us with, with tickets for a vacation? No. 
<laughs> no. Dad, is your case linked to our counterfeiters? No. no. Isn't that Wayne's World? No. What movie is that? Dirty Work. Dirty Work. That's it. Oh. No, when you say oh. no like that, uh, I Nor can tell McDonald's. that you're lying. Like here. Uh, have you ever... Uh, oh, I forgot what the first one he says. Have nope. you ever climbed Mount Everest? No. no. <laughs> Did you ever say you can understand why women find Sean Connery attractive? No. <laughs> That's such a great movie. B. Chevron. You just pressed B8. If you like pina coladas. Uh... So as they turn into the Hardy driveway, Frank said, maybe more leads will show up around here. And Fenton Hardy agreed, that's a strong possibility. This is just such an empty, vacant conversation. <laughs> like, there is no substance to their... No. Like, Mr. Hardy doesn't know what's happening in his son's lives. No, he No way he knows either. about Joe and Iola. No. Or Frank and Callie. Like, their entire relationship is built upon these, like chummy little like small talk nothings of like yeah. how are you can't complain <laughs> how's your dad he can't complain <laughs> <laughs> is he still struggling with his diabetes his what <laughs> that's when they for the first time in their lives accidentally dropped their snacks <laughs> the diabetes <laughs> on the line of the diabetes it's like when you drop a glass when you hear something bad but they don't have glasses <laughs> they just have snacks and the sandwich hits the ground and breaks into a million yeah, pieces there's a sponge that they put under the sink and <laughs> suck water out of it's a dipper a the diaper. dipper what, is, what, is, what did we learn the uh what's the fish the Lulu? The Lulu. There's a Lulu here. The Lurkin. Not Lurkin. <laughs> what did your dad say? What else? Lunker. The Lunker. Yeah. The Lunkin Lulu. Man, is it too late to call him back for this episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good bit. That's one of my favorite bits. Uh, they were met at the door. Go ahead. Uh, yes. They were met at the door by Aunt Gertrude. Mr. Hardy's unmarried sister. I love. Hmm. Yeah, that's a <laughs> a great detail. That paints the picture of what she looks like. Yeah, and this is totally not Mr. Hardy's sister. This is <laughs> Sheila's sister. <laughs> and Leslie I don't want to see your sister Gertrude her. again, Sheila. If she wasn't intolerable, <laughs> she would have found herself a husband. But she is, and she hasn't. <laughs> and I don't want her staying with us for the holidays. She smells of cheese. Dirty mothballs. She's stocky. <laughs> and she gets her stocky fingers all over my microscopes and telescopes. Yeah. She comes over with bags and bags of cheese puffs. <laughs> and her orange Cheeto fingers. And she touches the illuminator <laughs> on my microscope. Every single cell that I look at, Shiva, is flaming hot. <laughs> it's dangerously cheesy, Shiva. <laughs> and the podcast. And the podcast there. I just, oh my God. You know, you know, who, you know who that is? Dangerous the Cheeto Man. What's his name? The Cheeto Man? No, what's his name? The cat. 
Cat's got a name? Yeah, the cheetah. The cheetah's got a name? Chester. <laughs> As in Chet. Chet. Oh, my God. This episode was brought to you by Cheetos. This is Jet Chester's Cheetos. This is when I wish like we had a giant bulletin board with like red yarn oh my going God. from push pins yes. and it, it all leads to, <laughs> to <Chester> Cheetos. Cheeto. <laughs> the original said, Ghost Rider in the, the Hardy t- Boys is the Cheeto Man. <laughs> They're dangerously de- delicious. Oh my God. We're on to something here. We are on to something. Uh, so we, we learn that oh, yeah, what Gertrude she looks like. is a tall angular woman that's what i guessed yeah, i don't I know what she was that very means angular. she's just got a lot of curves i would say angles aren't curves you're right so i guess what that means is she's sh- shaped almost like a triangle she looks like the new tesla truck <laughs> just a lot <laughs> of polygons angular. you're right yeah uh she looks like a halo warthog and she uh she is somewhat peppery in manner but extremely kind-hearted. Th- with a name like Gertrude, you bet your bottom buck that you're going to be peppery. There's my, no doubt about that. My next-door neighbor at my old house was Gertrude. Oh, she was peppery, wasn't she? The show, so peppery. So peppery, she'd make you sneeze. Extremely kind-hearted. I imagine that. She was tall, too, wasn't she? Uh, she was more angular than tall, I'd uh, say. Yeah, I can see that. I can see Actually, that. Actually, no. She was unmarried as well, too. Uh, she was a widow. Well, yeah, so that means she's unmarried, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) It's Arrested Development. Oh, and who are you to give marriage advice? Oh, I forgot. Your wife is dead. (laughs) 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 Oh, I love that joke's like that. What happened to your marriage? Well, I don't want to blame it all on 9-11, but it certainly didn't help. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Arrested Development? Yeah, it's T- Tobias and Lindsay. Oh, I don't remember that. I need to rewatch that show. David Cross is brilliant in that program. Oh, uh, Cross is just a brilliant mind. Brilliant uh, mind. I like how David Cross, in one of his stand-up specials, does like 30 minutes about James Lipton and what like just a miserable turd James Lipton is. James Lipton. And then... In Arrested Development, after that special was recorded, he has so many scenes with James, with James Lipton. Lipton. <laughs> like, they do the whole warden play thing. Yeah. Um, That's And I circle, think James man. Lipton I is like making that. fun of himself in it, which is nice. But. He seems like a good spirit. He does. He seems like he's open to making yeah. fun of himself. Will Ferrell doing James Lipton on SNL was one of the funniest things I've That's ever seen one. in my life. Um, but meanwhile, Aunt Gertrude... Uh, we learned that she's uh, a bit of a worrywart. Oh, yeah. She has a great line somewhere. Um, oh, that's coming up. But we also get, um, when Mrs. Hardy comes in, what? Laura, did you hear that? Aunt Gertrude turned to a slim, attractive woman who had entered the room. Uh, I did, Mrs. Hardy greeted her husband and then urged the boys to explain. So Mrs. Hardy is Laura Hardy. Laura Hardy, yeah. Uh, and this is book three when we're hearing that for the first time. Yeah, and then they immediately introduce her as Laura, and then we just call her Mrs. Hardy the rest of the chapter. Yeah. So that was just like, all right. Well, no, uh, I think Aunt Gertrude calls her Laura one more time. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a slim, attractive woman, Mrs. Hardy. Yeah, you don't I had assumed that she was... Uh, Obese? Yeah, that she was the other type of woman. Yeah. 
No, Fenton Hardy's not going to marry the other type. But we thought he was that average, barrel-chested, shapeless man. Oh, that's right, yeah. With, but now he has a yeah. distinguished-looking face. What is it, high pants, fast talker? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Laura and I will lose sleep worrying about you boys. So, like, there's just two pages about them sort of talking about this case. Uh, and and the the women are just being like, you boys, be careful. We're worried yeah. about you. We're worried, what's Yeah. Uh, but then Fenton starts to say, uh, the, his next remark diverted the boys' attention from the counterfeiters. Frank and Joe, will you be free tomorrow to see the surprise I have for you both, he asked. Uh-oh. It'll be ready late in the afternoon. We sure will, his sons exclaimed together. And so at this point, they had mentioned in the first chapter, as they're waiting for their dad at the train station, they were like, and they thought he might have a surprise with them. That's right. But they didn't say what it was. Yeah. And now they've brought it back, but then the narrator adds, they knew what they hoped the surprise would be, but did not dare count on it. But they're not telling us. Yeah. And I thought, what a weird thing to keep us in the dark about. Yeah. You already spoiled the whole book. <laughs> in the in the in that little preview thing, why not also say, like, there's <laughs> counterfeiters at the old mill... Uh, and the surprise was a dog. <laughs> That's in this book. And the dog was named Aunt Gertrude. <laughs> and she won't leave the house, Sheila. Your sister is a dog. She's a dog. That's why she's unmarried. She should be eating out of a bowl and drinking from the toilet. <laughs> when I got her water for dinner, I got it out of the toilet because that's what she deserves, Sheila. I took her flaming yawn and I threw it on the ground and I looked her in her cold, dead puppy eyes and I said, share a meal with your man. And she said, we've gone back to four four brothers. brothers. But I don't have Not the first time that (laughs) the author has taken Taken us to four brothers. <laughs> I love that Marky Mark. <laughs> Garrett Headland and his coolest role <laughs> ever in a leather jacket and a pompadour. Every 15-year-old boy is going to want to be him, and every 30-year-old man can never achieve him. Tyrese Gibson <laughs> gives a performance unrivaled. <laughs> By the likes of a Marlon Brando. Sophia Verdugoo, whatever her last name is, is also in the movie. She is romantically involved with Tyrese Gibson. Tyrese P. Henson <laughs> delivers an amazing performance opposite Andre Benjamin. The movie is a more urban version of... The the sons of Katie Elder, which was an older film, Sheila. One that was around while we were alive. (laughs) How do you know about this movie, Fenton? I'm writing it now. Fenton Hardy, also the writer of Four Brothers. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ruined an otherwise perfect bit. A perfect bit, bit. yeah. I ran that to the ground, didn't I? (laughs) <laughs> oh god. Um but so yeah, we get this weird tease about it. Uh and then 
Oh, we get a, a, another interesting little piece. So then yes. Chet is about to leave, and uh, Mr. Hardy's like, uh, so you want to enter the scientific field? Um, because he's like, hey, tomorrow I'm going to go apply for a job at Elkton. And uh, and Mr. Hardy's like, good for you. I know I've met some of the uh, officers uh, at Elkton. And then this paragraph, <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> well, this is the author again. It flashed through Chet's mind that he might ask the detective to make an appointment for him, but he decided not to. <laughs> he wanted to get the job without an assist from anyone because any real woman <laughs> would just get the job and not ask her brother-in-law for an introduction to the firm's president. You get a job on your own reputation, Gertrude. Usually, you have decent looks Unlike your troll of a sister, Sheila. <laughs> a woman shouldn't be anything it. over 5'8". And she is a sturdy 6'8". The log of a woman. <laughs> we have to be quieter than we are right now. Yeah, that's it. You're <laughs> Sheila. Your Leslie character is so loud. He's loud and angry and he's just, he's mean. He's gonna wake up the baby. Yeah, he's gonna wake the baby. He's gonna wake. He's gonna my wake wife. the wife. Yeah, he's gonna wake the neighborhood. Oh man! <laughs> but I, I like that the the author here has been like, you know, and it's a good idea to get a job by your own self. Yeah. Listen, kids, stop looking for don't handouts. ask your friend's dad, who's clearly bragging braggadociously about knowing. That's the word, by the way. What is? That Chris Klein uses in that book. Braggadociously. Oh. Braggadociously is used so many times in every chapter. It's, it's his alighted. It's his alighted. And I want to write to him. I want to send him an email and just say braggadociously a lot and see what happens. See if see he's if like. He picks up on it. Well, I imagine he's going to like me a lot. He's going to just be like, this guy, Does he he's got good me. vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> Unless. You better send that email before December thirtieth yeah. because he's gonna listen to this and he'll hear yeah. you talking about it. You're right. He's gonna my my plan is spoiled. Get on he's that gonna quick. know I'm yeah. Get on that quick. Yeah, I'm gonna try my best. I'm gonna try my best. Uh so Chet exclaims, uh, I've got an idea for tomorrow. Uh let's go <laughs> earlier uh and take a pickle picnic lunch right near the Willow River. I'll apply for a job and then we can eat by the water. And then you fellows can help me collect bark and stone <laughs> specimens. Sounds like a real party. <laughs> Sign me up. Bark and stone specimens. That's the first thing you're going to look at when you get that microscope. Bark and stones. Uh, at bark supper, and stones. It's the new show. The shoes. It's like, well, that's a terrible joke. It's a Birkenstocks pun, but a bark yeah. and stones. Yeah, let's move on. Bark and stones are the Flintstones version of the Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. <laughs> you should have stopped me. You should have stopped me before I came up with the bark and stones. Because uh, <laughs> isn't that because this is going to go. Girl from <laughs> there we go. We're back. There we go. You got us. You got us. At supper, Aunt Gertrude commented wryly, there'll be two moons in the sky when Chet Morton settles down to a job. And this is when I thought again, like, leave him alone. A... Yeah. He's in high school. <laughs> yeah, you're picking on this child. He's yeah. Why? Like, what high schooler has a career? 
Like, who would razz a high schooler who's... I'll tell you as a career. Perry Robinson. Perry Robinson's not in high school anymore. Well, he was. He was. He's general manager by now, okay? Yeah, 50 years. He, he's now 49 Olympic years away from being president of the firm. that are still in high school, okay? Chet needs to have his life figured out. Yeah, sure, he's not past 25, 26. Sure, his brain's still developing. Doesn't mean he can't find a job. Doesn't he's mean he 17. Can't work. He's 18. He's 18? What a weird thing. Yeah, it is a strange yeah. thing to say. And Gertrude and, is just bitter, man. That's and what leave her him alone. Is. She's not even related to you. What are your no good nephews up to? Nothing. Nothing. They're they're right now. They're relying on Chet to solve their crimes. They're just following him around the city, and they don't even drive. They don't even. Oh my god! I didn't even realize that they don't even have a car. They don't have a yellow jalopy. No. Chet not only is a scientist, he's an engineer. Chet's got a promising future. And they're not putting gas in his car. These two are idiots that just put their head to the ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These two are still sharing the same bed. (laughs) (laughs) These two, their mother is still making them a packed lunch. Chet at least is cooking on his own. Honestly, when you think about this, oh, you got me on a rant, boy. Oh, you got me fired up, boy. Oh, I'm at it. I'm at it. I'm at it. I'm at it. Okay, Chet, when when you break him down... He's a good boy. He's a great boy. Okay, he's cooking. He's cooking fancy dish. He's doing Welsh rabbit. He's doing this hot follow cheese me. Follow me here. I'm following. Chet yeah. is the Samwise Gamgee. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. To Frodo Hardy. To the Frodo Hardys, yeah. Yeah, you're darn tootin'. There it is. So, they, darn tootin'. so Aunt Gertrude says that, and the others laughed. And then the conversation reverted once more to counterfeiting. Uh, and Mr. Hardy backed up Chief Colleague's statement that the bogus $20 bills being circulated were clever imitations. I've heard the Secret Service is finding it a hard case to crack, he added. Probably because they don't crack cases. <laughs> They're also looking for their shoes. <laughs> finding that another difficult case to crack. Oh, no. uh, so Frank and Joe decide not to ask him about their father's case. Um, and then, here we go at the end. Uh, in the middle of the night, Joe was suddenly awakened by a clattering sound. <laughs> he leapt out of bed and Ooh. rushed across the room to the front window. It was a dark, moonless night. Uh-oh. And I thought, man, if it's going to be two moons before <laughs> Jet carries a job, there's not even one right now. He's got a long way to go. <laughs> Did you have the same joke what written down? I call that. No. But when you just said that line out loud, I was thinking of a good uh, joke. But yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it. Thank you. I had that. You nailed it. Uh, so it was a dark, moonless night. And for a moment, Joe could see nothing. Uh-oh. Um, but suddenly he detected movement near the front door and then saw a shadowy figure running down the walk to the street. Hey. <laughs> Joe called out, who are you? What do you want? <laughs> There's no exclamation marks. It's just question marks. So I have to imagine he's being polite. Hey. hey. Joe called out, who are you? <laughs> what do you want? I'm lonely. I need a friend. At the end of the walk, the mysterious figure leapt onto a bicycle. I hate this. It swerved, <laughs> nearly throwing the rider. How bad are you at bikes? But he regained his balance and sped <laughs> off into the darkness. Couple things here. Hang on. Before <laughs> I love the last line so so much, but save it. But just in that paragraph, 
this is one of those dumb dramatic moments that isn't <laughs> this is somebody like shaking the handlebars on a bike and being like whoa <laughs> and they're turning it into this <gasps> is he gonna be okay I, 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 I can't handle this this is such a great scene in a movie <laughs> he just got on a bike and almost threw himself off like how is that even is your bike made of rubber what is it? <laughs> I was just gonna say Put your foot down for a second. You just you how are you just getting on this bike? Started riding. You're not going to be at any speed at this point. <laughs> but then oh, the absolute God. best part is the final line of the chapter. <laughs> so this is exactly how the audience feels too. Like Joe taps into our psyche in this moment <laughs> after watching this person just not fall, but just. Ride a bike poorly for a few feet. (laughs) Go ahead with the last line. I'll lead us into it. But he regained his balance and sped off in the darkness. (laughs) What's going on? Joe Joe cried out. What's What's going going on? That's like a line that like saying it out a window to somebody that's not there anymore. That is the classic like comedy line of just like you walk into a murder scene without knowing like your friend just got horribly murdered and you just walk in like, "Hey, what's going on?" Oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> yikes. Your friend, your friend just had collar. a violent bloody death by <laughs> yeah. by falling off their bicycle <laughs> within the what first is- 2 feet after after mounting it. I, so I hate that this is the last thing we read. This is where we leave off for two weeks before we record next. And I hate that I see the next title and I am I not happy oh, no. about what it's called. There's no hope. There's no hope. <sighs> you know, but the hope that I have. Oh, here is, we go. I saw you writing. Well, yeah, it's not that great. Um, but Joe, hey, hey, Joe, hey, be nice to my friend David. I mean, you're, you're right. Okay, hey, David, you, you make good. He's jokes. had a long chapter. <laughs> He's had a very long. He's chapter. had a long night. Yeah, it's been a long one. It's been a There's big that one. That whole fishing rod scene that nearly <laughs> killed him. <laughs> I mean, don't be, don't be, you know, with the bent rods and all that, and catching big mouth bass. I'm hoping that Tony Prudo shows up and you know talks to Joe. <laughs> And lets him know, like, listen, Joe, you're a bit of a jive. Oh, no. <laughs> when we get to chapter five. You're a bit of a jive? Yeah, like a jive turkey. But you're just a bit of this adjective. Yeah. 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 Cool. Listen, I'm not going to thrive before we get to chapter five. I mean, I feel like... I took the Tony, dive before Tony chapter Trito five. would have been like, you're lucky to be alive. No. You're a bit of a jive. <laughs> the end. Five. <laughs> <laughs>